0: Hi everyone, good afternoon. Welcome to Bible Study and it's a rainy day here in Lagos, Nigeria. I hope you're having a wonderful time wherever you are in the world. So today we're going to be looking at another awesome woman in the Bible. This woman like shoots out the lights. They all do, don't they? They are all so amazing. This one changed seasons and jumped so many people moving from the back of the line straight to the front of the line. Do you know who it is? No, do you? Okay, if you want to know, grab your coffee, grab your uh, Bible, your concordance, your dictionary, like I always say, your Google, find a nice quiet place to sit and let us go right into the New Testament. We are going into the region of Tyre and Sidon. Matthew chapter 15 from verse 21 to 28. I will be using the New King James Version. Um... So get your Bible. Are you there? Are you there? Is your Bible open now? So we're going to be looking at the Syro-Phoenician woman. And if there is one thing I have learned about studying the word as the Holy Spirit continues to teach me, it is that every single word in the Bible is there for a reason. And um, there are no coincidences in the words, the phrases, the commas. I mean, it's literally everything has a meaning. If the Bible is so deep and so multifaceted, it is, um, it is I don't want to use the word amazing again. I need to find synonyms for amazing. It is out of this world. It shoots out the lights for me. Um, so we're going to be learning about this woman. So let, let's deep dive into who the Syrophoenician woman is, right? Um, so the Syrophoenician woman comes from the region of Tyre and Sidon. Just in case you don't know who else came from the region of Tyre and Sidon, can you take a wild guess? Yes, Jezebel. Jezebel was from the region of Tyre and Sidon. So let us find out a few things based on history and some research about Tyre and Sidon. One, they are um, they are worshippers of Baal and Asherah. At least in the days of Jezebel, they were and. Till this time, they still were worshippers of Baal and Asherah. What are the rituals that surround Baal and Asherah? I'll just tell you a few of the rituals. First of all, uh, they sacrifice their children, especially the firstborn sons. They dedicate their daughters to, to, to demonic idols so they can serve sometimes as temple prostitutes. They have illicit sex rituals and that was part of what was used in the early days, remember, in the days of Balaam and Balak, um, uh, to to seduce the children of Israel. So, um, this 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 really, this um, region has influenced people for a long time. They are a seaside region. Um, they they look they have their location by the sea, especially Tar, which speaks to if you understand altars, covenants, a lot of marine stuff. But we won't even d- deep dive into that today. And the interesting thing about these people, good trade routes, was that they were extremely wealthy, pillars in trade and merchant work, and um, just people that were known for good business. Isn't it interesting that side by side with a lot of the wealth and, you know, a lot of the business knowledge and, you know, ideas, Is also a worshipping of an idol that requires people to dedicate their firstborn sons, um, to sacrifice their firstborn sons, dedicate their daughters and practice all kinds of horrible things. So we do never judge a book by its cover. Tyre was known to be an amazingly beautiful city, but we know that... um, a lot goes on in cities. We, I wish we had time to unpack well, <laughs> the things that go on in cities. Um, so that is about the foundation of this woman. This is the foundation she's coming from. She's coming from a, legion, a, a region where in her lineage, they sacrifice children, they sacrifice firstborn sons, they dedicate daughters, they have all kinds of rituals. And this woman comes from that region. And then she says she has a child that is, Possessed. What what does that mean, possessed? I mean, that means that, that some being that she doesn't know but can see is result. So she doesn't know this being, but she can see the result of the influence of this being on her child's body, soul, and spirit. Remember, in the soul is the mind, the emotions, right? And just generally your way of thinking. So your heart, your mind, your emotions are in the soul. So this thing that she can't see is controlling her daughter. Her daughter is not behaving in a way that is normal. So I'm going to pause here and ask a question. What do you have or what is happening in your life that is behaving in a way that is not normal? What I mean by normal, not normal is you are a child of God. You know, this is what God has said about you. This is what the word says about you. But the outcome you were seeing does not align. And you know that, you can sense that there is something off there. That was how this woman was. Secondly, we can infer that she had probably tried everything. Because you can hear the desperation in her voice. The exclamation in the scripture. Lord, son of David, show mercy to me. And it's with an exclamation, man. Because there was a reason. This thing that was affecting her child, or was affecting it, could be your it could be a person's life, it could be their career, it could be the work of their hands, it could be their sleep, it could be that you you can't even sleep and not have and, and, and not have horrible dreams, it could be that you've been fighting poverty for so long, but something is wrong, something is off. You go to church every Sunday, you read your Bible, you even pray, and you know. That this is who you should be. We've even seen it in visions and dreams, but the output in the physical, that is not what is happening. Something is wrong. There is a level of torment. What does torment mean? There's a level of torture, of pain, and you know that this is not normal. That was where this woman was. The other thing we know, apart from the fact that she had tried everything, was that she now came to realize that it required a higher power to dislodge whatever was holding her child. So if you're listening to this and you know that whatever is attacking work of your hands or your future, your marriage, your getting married, your children, whatever it is, whatever is attacking it, you know inside of you that it requires a higher power. But what was also so sad about this woman's situation prior to the intervention of jesus was it was clear it was not her season why do we know that because jesus told her in verse 24 of matthew chapter 15 i have been sent to the lost sheep of israel jesus said i am not sent to you you are not a child of israel as you have been sent to the lost sheep of israel so it was not her season it was not her time in fact All the odds were against her and they were not even physical odds. They were spiritual odds. So here is this woman. Let me recap who she is for you. From a region where they worship idols, sacrifice their children, dedicate their children and have all kinds of rituals. Which means that whatever demonic spirit was holding a child probably had a legal right to have a hold over that child. Also a region where there was extreme wealth. So you might not even have known by looking at her that there was a problem. This woman was a woman who knew that something was wrong and she knew that it was not a physical thing because the whatever it was, what that taking over her child's mind, her child's, her child's thinking, her child's behavior, just the way for somebody that is listening to this call, you know that whatever is wrong is not just normal. And then she had tried everything possible and there was just no solution. So she knew she needed the intervention of a higher power. However, for this woman, it was not her season. It was not her time. And then to now make things worse, I will show you a scripture. Open your Bible with me to Psalm 34, verse 17. It says in Psalm 34, verse 17, Amplified Classic Version this time around When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their distress and tra- troubles. The question is when the righteous, when the righteous. So the person crying for help has to be righteous. But we know that this was before the death of Jesus. So this woman had no claim to righteousness. What that meant was she had no standing on which help was supposed to come to her. I mean, it looks like a bad situation all around. So how did this woman, who had all these odds against her, change her season and move and and pierce through the agenda of heaven? You know what is interesting? There is somebody else that pierced through the agenda of heaven. His name was Hezekiah, King Hezekiah. Go and do your research. I'm not going to give you the scripture. Google King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah was supposed to die. God had written, had sent a decree. Hezekiah, you will die. The Bible says he turned his face to the wall and had a discussion with God. These two people, we know, were able to move heaven. So let's start to find out what what they did or, or, or what this woman in particular did, you know, to, to 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 pierce heaven's agenda. The first thing that hit me, my dear sisters and brothers, about this woman, the the first thing that hit me square was her persistence and her consistency. Guess what? We don't know for how long she followed Jesus because the Bible never told us how many, t- how long Jesus spent in the region of Tyre and Sidon. So we don't know if she was with him for days. We don't know if she was with him for for for, for, for morning till night. Like they wake up in the morning and she's there. They go to sleep at night. She's dead. They wake up in the morning. She's there. Go- we don't know if that was what happened. We just know that it was long enough for the disciples to be like, Jesus, please do something. This woman is about to drive us crazy. We don't know what to do. Do something can you imagine so she she was doing she 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 was on this matter long enough for jesus for the disciples to get irritated and for this season jesus said nothing and you know as i thought about this the holy spirit dropped in my mind look chapter 18 verse 1 to 8 where jesus was teaching us the secret of breaking through difficult situations i mean situations that look impossible and he talked about uh he talked about the unjust judge and there were three things jesus mentioned in on the unjust judge when he taught us that parable there were three key things the first one the, the the woman in the unjust judge in luke chapter 18 verse 1 to 8 please read it had total belief in the authority and capacity of the judge to change her situation or change the outcome of that matter the same way we're going to find out later that this woman this syrophoenician woman had total belief in the authority and capacity of jesus to change her situation the woman was very clear. The, the widow in the parable of the unjust judge was very, very clear about her request. She wasn't ambiguous. She knew exactly the outcome she wanted. The same way our Syrophoenician woman knew exactly the outcome she wanted. And she was consistent. The widow was consistent the same way our Syrophoenician woman was consistent. So we start to see similarities. I mean, out of two or three witnesses, Jesus taught us a parable. And now there is a woman that is showing us that this parable is true. And it actually works. So this woman was consistent. She was very clear. Lord, son of David, show mercy to me. She kept saying and told Jesus what the problem was. And Jesus never answered her. Now, the question is, I know that people listening here, you have been consistent. Some people have been praying for so long. I mean, so was it only that she was consistent? There was something else she did. In fact, there were a few other things she did. And if you want to know, I I would I would um, suggest that you tune in for the next part of this series. But we're going to stop here today. And the core thing we're learning today is one, the woman had the odds against her. Let, 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 let's itemize some of the things that we're learning today. One, the woman had the odds against her so she knew something wasn't working do you know that something isn't working that's number one when you know that something isn't working what do you do about it from the Syrophoenician woman we learn that what do you do you you, you take it to the Lord in prayer we also learn from her and the parable of the of the of the widow in Luke chapter 18 number three thing that we're learning there has to be a total belief in the authority and capacity of the of God to intervene in the matter you're bringing to him you have to be very clear about your request and you have to be consistent in your requesting let us pray father we ask that the things that we have learned today that we will put into practice that the enemy will not steal from us and for everybody who has been believing you and has been praying for so long that these two sessions will be will give lessons that will change their lives forever. Thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for teaching us. We love you Lord and we are so grateful. Love you Big D. Love you Lord Jesus. Love you Holy Spirit. In Jesus name we have prayed. Amen.